clear skies make me wanna sing, wanna sing Feeling good, I'ma do my thing, do my thing God smiling on us, I'ma smile right back I got what I need, there ain't nothing that I lack Wasn't always like that, even then he was good Now my joy is spreading from PA to Englewood What's up, man? It's Scott Smith, welcome back to Time Is Ripe The podcast where we go back in time for some different things that happened in the Ripe community. Um, shout out to uh, Jarrett Topmop Moses, who is here with us again as we are in the podcast palace recording uh, a wonderful episode uh, that's going to involve another wonderful person that is also in this room with us. And I am so excited to introduce him to y'all. Uh, he will be on a bunch of these episodes, oh, yeah. most likely over the next uh, <laughs> you know handful of months slash years. You never know. Um, but yeah, we've already got him slated for like 49 episodes uh, because there's been so many things that he is on. Uh, Mr. Demir Rodriguez is in the building. What's up, Demir? Yo, what's up? Honored to be here. Wow. First time. Sheesh. <laughs> feels good. Feels good. <laughs> um, we're, we're excited to have you, man. I, you know, when we started planning out this podcast, we made a list of all these episodes and it was like, oh yeah, Demir was there. Oh yeah, Demir was there. Oh yeah, Demir was there. Like we have to have Demir on every episode. And um, you know, obviously you can't do that functionally. You got too many other things going on. But uh, one that we really wanted to have you on was today, um, because today is a is a special episode that I think is really you know for it was one of the events that was like out of your heart, birthed out of your heart. But before we get to that, I want to just give you a chance to introduce yourself. Uh, since it is your first time, on time is right. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, um, I'm an artist, music artist, particularly rap and pop music are my genres that I focus on. Um, been writing music for a few years now. Uh, been releasing music consistently about four years now, and um, you know, doing gigs and all that. Um, and Ripe has been a huge blessing to me. So. You know, thankful for the community it's been, you know, not just elevating me as an artist, but, you know, just being there for me as a person. So, yeah, thankful to be a part of, right? I appreciate that, man. I think you joined in, uh, was it 2021? Yeah, I think it was July. Was it was pandemic? Yeah, because yeah, him and I got really connected. Demir and I got really connected, um, like, around, I mean, we'd already known each other for years, but, yeah. like, December of 2020, with the mm-hmm. clubhouse boom. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yo, clubhouse. We were at clubhouse like every day during Christmas break because there was just nothing else going on. Yeah, spent way too many hours on there. Dude, everybody. <laughs> Talking. Did. Dude, we got like 20,000 followers on clubhouse, I swear. <laughs> oh, not 20,000. <000. laughs> he's got a lot. He was in every room like, hey guys, it's Demir. This is my song, That Love. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Whatever works, bro. It was amazing. It did work. It definitely did. Um, but yeah, so Demir and I got connected and then through, there was actually conversation about Demir joining Ripe Creatives as staff, um, like, yeah. you know, stepping out, raising support to do his music as ministry full time, um, ended up starting to drive for Lyft and Uber and God started using that like in powerful ways in your story yeah, and just definitely. like impacting people. So you ended up just saying, Hey, I'm going to do this to, to, you know, be bivocational and then do my music as well. Um, but it's been a joy to have you, and I'm super excited to have you on this episode. Um, so yes, this episode, we still haven't told you what it's about, but we are going back in time to March 16th, 2022. 
um, where we had an event. Uh, I don't believe it had a real name, but it was like a Ripe Creatives concert, basically. It was, I think, what it was tagged as. Um, but it was mm-hmm. at Temple University. Woot, mm-hmm. woot. Go whatever they are. Owls. Owls. There we go. <laughs> Temple Owls. Yeah. Go Owls. Um, but we did an event on campus at Temple University. And why Demir really had to be on this is because this was, in a lot of ways, your brainchild as well as another guy, Rashid. And yep. so before we even get into, you know, March 16th, it was an amazing event. You know, we'll give you the lineup and the rundown a little bit later, but let's let's go backwards. Like, how did this all take place? Um, what was going on with you and Rashid, you know, to get there? Yeah, so in fall of 2021, uh, I just felt really led to wanting to start doing college shows and um, really just came from a place where, you know, I felt like... Um, my music had the ability to really reach that that demographic. You know, I'm only, you know, a couple of years removed from college myself. Um, I really started writing music mainly when I was in college myself. So, um, you know, a lot of the gigs that we've done over the past year have been for like teenagers and stuff, but I really yeah. felt like, you know, um, it would probably resonate best with, you know, a little older of a crowd, um, especially with some of the stuff that, um, I've been writing more recently, yeah, so especially your new stuff, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, your, so. your topics and themes are a little more geared towards like college and up, at least that age bracket. The new, the new stuff, yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously the the teens can like turn up for pina colada. Oh yeah, <laughs> they do anyway. Joy and everything <laughs> else. I mean, they're going to no matter what. But, <laughs> yeah, no, I I remember that conversation because Rashid similarly, I I think he got inspired by an artist coming to college. And that's whenever he kind of like really started picking up with the guitar and songwriting. Um, he had been doing like worship stuff and drumming for churches and stuff, but he similarly had the same kind of, you know, college is, is a part of my story with music, and I would love the opportunity to to do that. And from my end of the story, I remember you guys like hitting me up and like, yo, we want to do a college show. What's weird is about three weeks before that conversation, I had emceed a youth rally for Young Life. Um, shout out to Ness Espinosa. Um, he asked me to come in. They had like a couple artists on it. They asked me to perform and host. Um, DJ Justice was there. Uh, that was actually the night that I met Ness's son, uh, <laughs> Justice. And uh, it was just like a really cool night. And at the end of that event, uh, Ness was like, hey, I want to introduce you to somebody. This is Joelle. She's on staff at Young Life. Um, for Temple University. And I didn't even really know Young Life had college ministry. It makes sense as a massive organization, but I didn't even really think of like, oh, there's college campus ministers through Young Life. Joel is one of them at Temple U. And the way it lined up for me was so wild because Rashid and Demir hit me up. Hey, we want to do a college show. The next morning in my inbox is an email from Joel. <laughs> saying, hey, I'd love to talk to you about Ripe coming and doing a college show. And I was like, yo, this is like so wild. And so from there, you know, it's just kind of a thing where we just like worked out all of the logistics and the planning and found a date. Um, I mean, I was like months in advance. I think it was in the fall that we like, you know, did it. And um, I remember hearing about this like really early on. Yeah, it was like, I think it was like November, December was planned for March. I think we were trying to pull one off in the fall and it wasn't going to work. So they pushed it to the spring. Um, But we found the date, March 16th. And I remember leading up to the event, it was very funny because Temple 
universities in general have a lot of rules and regulations around stuff that happens on their campus. Yeah. And which, you know, I think is kind of annoying, but <laughs> they have their reasons for it and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, there's people who hold down positions to make sure that their contracts with sound companies are honored. And so I remember Jarrett was on a ton of calls, like probably three or four Zoom calls leading up to the event with like the people from Temple that weren't Joel. For frame of reference, we have maybe one call at most for any of these events. So four is a lot for us. Yeah. Like we set it up. We go do it. We execute it. It's awesome. We walk in, walk out. Yeah. But this one, it was like, you cannot run sound, Jarrett. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what the heck? Why can't he run sound? They're like, we have people here. They got to do it. Yeah, it was like it was like student employees. Like that was their job; they had to do it. And it can't, I don't know if it was like a liability thing with the equipment or what, but that was the rules. Well, the weird thing was we didn't. I don't think we even knew it was going to be students. But Aunt told us. Right. Aunt was like, "I bet it's going to be like a couple students, <laughs> and they're not going to have any idea what they're doing, or they'll be really good. So it's just going to be hit or miss." So we asked Jared to come, and thank thank the Lord, Jared just showed up. Yeah, for real. Because these two girls had no idea what they were doing. <laughs> they were sweet. I mean, they were really yeah, they nice were really girls, nice. but yeah. they, they were clueless. They knew how to turn it on and make sure sound was coming through. Yes. That was as far as they were trained, and I think they actually told me that there really wasn't much of a training. <laughs> really? Yeah. They were just kind of thrown into it, and there's a guy that knows how to use the whole system really well, but he wasn't there that he night. He wasn't there that night? They didn't ask him to even show up that night. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was re- we re- we really lucked out because you do have to use their equipment, which was actually great. It was at the underground, yeah. you know, venue got good subs, good mains, good lights, a whole full stage. It was it's basically like a venue at um, Temple, mm-hmm. and um, so Jared was there. He was able to run sound, and you got to interact with those those two girls and teach them a few things, and um, you know, kind of like stand behind their shoulder and tell them what to do because you're not allowed to touch the yeah touch it, the equipment. It was just a guidance kind of thing because i know the set i know the artist so i can be like all right watch for this this is what you're gonna want here kind of thing yep yep so it was a it was definitely a really good night now getting into the actual set it was a wednesday night i remember that vividly because that's whenever temple young life has their um events and i kind of love the midweek thing one from like a sense it's maybe a dead night that we wouldn't have done anything else Whereas weekends are like everybody's pulled in so many different directions for gigs. Yeah. So it was kind of special to just be able to show up on a Wednesday evening, you know, walk into a college campus, walk into a room, get going, and then be able to pull off something really, really special. Um, But the lineup was Rick Harmony, Abel. Do you remember who went first? If it was Aaron or Rick? Uh, I think Rick went first. I think Rick went first. Thank. Then Aaron. Then I think I did a poem. Yeah, I think so. Then Rashid went, and then yeah, because Rick and Aaron, we wouldn't have split their set because they don't know. Right, that was you like know what I mean. That was like the point. bridge. So I did a poem. Rashid did a singer songwriter stuff, and then Sir Gene. That was the first gig we had Sir Gene on, with Ripe, and then Demir closed it out. So it was about yeah. like a two-hour run show, basically. Yeah. And then at the end, a girl came up from Young Life and like shared about Young Life, and invited everybody who came to the event. Uh, to come out and plug in with their with their uh, ministry on Wednesdays. But it was fire. I don't know what you guys, like, what stuck out to you in terms of sets or moments on the actual event itself um, from your end. Yeah, I mean, I would say 
um, it was really cool to see them open up throughout the night. Um, you know, shout out Rick and Aaron, you know, going first, you know, in a, in a space, uh, especially where you, you have people that may or may not have ever even been to a hip hop concert before. Not that oh, it was primarily yeah. a hip hop show, but like, you know, we had a great variety that night. Yeah. Whenever you're in a space that, you know, you don't know if they've even been to, to see this kind of music before, you know, that definitely, you know, changes things. So, you know, it's really cool, you know, going to a space like that and then seeing how they open up in real time, you know. So um, that was definitely something cool to witness. Yeah. Shout out to them just because that room was dead for it like the first stiff. set or two. Do you remember that? Yes. It was I'm stiff. standing in the back and I can't tell if anyone's sitting or standing because no one's moving. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. It was Aaron and Rick were kind of like the sacrificial lambs that night. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they really did because they were the ones like begging and plotting. And it wasn't that people weren't engaged or enjoying it. They just didn't really know what to do yeah, or what they were allowed to do. And I remember vividly there was like a half circle. It was like a perfect half moon. <laughs> and I was just like, wait. People like, you can be in front of other people and behind other people, you know? Yeah. It's just like a perfect half moon for, you know, the very start of the event. And then people started to loosen up. Um, but yeah, you're right. The the level of like growth over the night in terms of the energy in the space and people's buy-in um, just continued to like escalate over the course of the night. Yeah. And I remember Sir Jean's piece. I don't know if you guys remember, but there was a handful of... Uh, girls. I remember them coming up after. I don't remember yeah. the piece itself. There was a handful yeah. of girls that were just locked on her, like looking at her and without like, I mean, it almost looked like they didn't blink because they were just so drawn yeah. into her performance and the content and the story and the message. And I mean, that piece is powerful. I'm pretty sure she did Trump the Report. And uh, so. that's sounds, actually on our YouTube right. page. Um, but she killed that. That was actually, to me, that was the best she ever performed that piece. I told her that that night. I was like, yeah. I think you killed this piece. Yeah, she's amazing, man. You know, I, I thought it was really cool, too, because it seemed like it was a good balance of, like, you know, guys and girls there. But, you know, it was really cool to give a whole experience, you know, um, not just artistically, but, you know, like, you know, having, you know, surging with us, you know, because sometimes we do gigs where it's just, you know, all the guys on the on on ripe, you know, and it's really nice to be able to give them, you know, when you can when people when people can see someone that, you know, looks like them, you know, like, I don't know, it just hits different sometimes. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Having somebody that you can identify with. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, now it's no longer just the right boys anymore. You know, yeah. shout out to Leah Ren Woo. joining as a ripe artist. Uh, it's kind of weird to say that publicly on the podcast without us doing a full rollout yet, but hey. Um, but yeah, I mean, we have women artists on the team now, which is exactly what you're saying. Like, I, I feel like if Sergene had not been there, we would have missed a massive opportunity that night to be able to see God minister to a lot of the young women in the yeah. way that he did uh, through her. And she just is like a magnet for people. Like, she's just wonderful. And has such yeah. like an authority that she speaks with that, yeah. you know, I just think it's like kind of a really good thing that she was able to be there. So, yeah, absolutely. 100%. Especially since like that was before we really got started with a lot of the 
the poetry stuff in ripe. So most of the time it was just you doing a poem and, and that I was suck. it. <laughs> you, you don't suck. But having cap alert, cap having a, a woman there to also do that was really cool. Yeah. She was so good, man. She was so good. Yeah, and then I mean, obviously the last two sets, last three sets, including Sergene, there was like a ton of buy-in by that point. And Rashid Rashid killed his set too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like he just so melodic, singer songwriter, took a couple shots to like use tags to do worship. Mm-hmm. And it just like, man, it brought so many people into that space um in such a beautiful kind of way. And then the turn up happened after Sergene. <laughs> Yeah. Where we invited Demir out on the stage, and about the same time, Greg Snow and Jeffrey Hughes, <laughs> they showed up, <laughs> and Marco and a bunch of other people show up around the time that we invite you on stage, and that was about as perfect of a situation as could possibly happen because Greg Snow takes any space from zero zero to a hundred, or a hundred to a thousand, <laughs> in no time. It's her yeah. built-in energizer bunny. He really yeah, is. He, yeah, he's like the. Super fan. <laughs> yeah, but he's like the ultimate hype man, you know? Like, he, he he's the kind of person that, like, I feel like, you know, rappers in, you know, previous generations, if not still today, would, would pay to try to bring people like him on board to hype a crowd up. And he just does it naturally. So, crazy. Yeah. Crazy bless. And it, it helps went. that he's a friend and a fan of yours. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, and he's also... You know, been running around with us on the poetry side as well, a little bit, which is dope. Um, but yeah, the energy was crazy. Your set just went ridiculously well. Um, like all of us were like, "Dang, man, Demir is such a performer live." And I think, yeah, for sure, like whoever went first was gonna have a hard time. Yeah, like you know what I mean. If you had went first and Aaron went last or whatever, like it would have been, you know, flip flopped in some ways, but. Right. You just owned that performance so well, you know, and I think part of that was because it meant so much to you to do a college show because of your heart to do that. And it was like, this is your yours and Rashid's baby. And the reality is you guys could have just said, hey, we just want to do this show. But you wanted everybody else to be invited into it, which is just a part of our cultures, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, but it worked out. So it just felt like, man, there was a baton. I mean, you're a track guy. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, but it was like it really felt like a, a relay race around the track that night where every person took the baton, ran a little bit faster and a little bit quicker to the next guy or, or gal to get the baton to keep going, you know, to have a victory by the end of the night. I thought it was it was like a perfectly designed night. Yeah, it was a beautiful team effort for sure. Um, also want to give another shout out to Jared and like everybody else and Angie and everybody who's a part of these nights, you know, um, yeah, just even being able to pray before, you know, having our hearts in the right place and even leading up to it, you know. Um, yeah, it really, it really sets the tone so that, you know, it doesn't, in some ways, even though it's like a new opportunity and something that was on our hearts, you know, we still go into it with, you know, like a heart open to whatever God wants it to be, you know. Like we don't have any expectations like, oh, if – you know, X amount of people come out or, you know, this and that, you know, we just simply want to, you know, be receptive to what God wants to do. So, you know, it was really cool to see how it came together. And yeah, I mean, as far as like my set, you know, 
um, I feel like that was the first set in a little while where I felt, you know, really just at, at peace and really just like, I don't know, felt like I was flowing, you know, a lot more comfortably. Um, I don't even know why, but perhaps, yeah, you know, to your point, you know, just knowing that it's something that, you know, was really in my heart to like want to do and stuff. So um, perhaps that's, you know, a big part of it. But And the repetition of previous sets. Like yeah. you had been performing leading up to that date, right? And so you kind of were just more comfortable, you know? I, I just felt like that was the night that I was like, oh, yeah, he got this. Like he really yeah. has this live set down and his live performance is so good and so engaging. Dar was blown away that night. She was just like, man, Demir really killed it tonight. I was like, yes, he did. <laughs> and boy, he, and boy, different, you know? <laughs> um, it was really good, man. Yeah, I just... I, I just think it's crazy to go into a space, right, where it wasn't, hey, Ripe's doing a concert and all of Ripe's fans at Temple University were there. We don't, we didn't have that yet. Now we do after that yeah. night, but we didn't have a fan base at Temple. We were just this outside group being brought in right. for, a, uh, for a Young Life event. Actually, can I just throw something else in real quick? We did something really smart. And I'm very proud of myself because this was my idea. Um, <laughs> once we picked the date, Demir Rashid and I went to Temple University. Oh yeah, for a Bible study. I I was th I was thinking about that earlier too. I was like, oh snap! Like I forgot to um, bring that up because I you know I want to be courteous and you know hear you out. But yeah, I, I wanted to mention that too. And I think that also was that in the fall or was that like right before in the spring? I think it wasn't. I thought it was in the winter. Wasn't it close to? We might have went twice. Did we go twice or just once? Well, I think the first time, if we was it twice? I think it, didn't we go one time just to like show face say what's up you know me and then you know. they made us perform that same night because remember we performed at one of those too yeah but i, I thought like we i went, thought i think we went twice i think the first think time we went, we went just to say what's up and like introduce ourselves and then the second time is when we showed up and like sat down did bible study and then spontaneously like played some music for them like at yeah. the end of the night so yeah but i was saying to them i was like look like we don't have any buy-in they have no idea who you guys are but if we can ask them, hey, do you want us to do a show here? And they say, we want you to do a show here. Mm -hmm. That's different than, hey, Joel and the leadership brought these guys in. Can you guys be here? Yeah, absolutely. Because I, that's what I found is whenever the students make the decision to do something and they want it to happen, it's 50 times better than if somebody that's higher up just says, hey, we're doing this. Like... And trying to convince college students to buy in. I mean, everybody has that human depravity thing where we rebel. <laughs> you know, we just don't want to do what people tell us to do. And I think that was the cool thing was we had this connection point with students twice. Yeah. Then we did the event. And at the event, those students were the leadership team that were in the prayer time with us. And they were hungry for it to happen. And they were hungry for people to show up. Um. Yeah, I was a little bit out of order in the flow of how we got here, but yeah, that was really important too. Yeah, I mean, I think it was, it's a huge part of, you know, how it went as well as it did because, you know, I mean, you mentioned a lot of reasons, but um, even just being able to, to connect with them um, personally, um, I don't know, that, that did a lot for me too, um, just because my heart is not just 
as an artist to, you know, make good music and that's it, you know, like I want to actually be able to connect with people through it um, and ideally directly, you know, like yeah. there's a lot of people that, you know, have listened to my music over the past couple of years and I don't know who they are, you know, like I can see the stats on Spotify and stuff and I'm like, who are they, you know, like it's it's really nice when you can see, you know, right in front of you, you know, who you're connecting with and I don't know, there's something about um, the music hits different when you actually, you know, can say you've had conversations with, with them. With the and, artists. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, especially when they, you know, show love and treat you with respect and honor, you know, and that's who we are. Like, it's not, you know, it's not a motive, ulterior motive, you know, it's simply who we are, you know. Yeah, yeah we're not there to pretend like we like people so that they stream <laughs> our music. Absolutely not. You know. It's like just being faithful and obedient with the space that you're in. I mean, the reality is from a stewardship perspective, you can't be friends with everybody who streams your music. To right. me. You have whatever, 10,000 monthly listeners. You're not going to be able to carry 10,000 relationships. Um, but you can carry one yeah. at a time in a 30-minute window that you get to spend with yeah. that person. And True. I mean, that's just who we are at every event. It's never about the set. It's about the whole night. It's about supporting each other. It's about, you know, loving one another in a way that proves ourselves to be his disciples in a practical sense and doing ministry and getting to talk to people. Um, and I felt like that happened after the show. Like, the show comes down. We left about 30 minutes, you know, open. DJ Angie, as you said, killed it, like, the whole night. But he DJed for a little while. People while we just got to forever, do, but they had to lock up. Yeah, I mean, the only reason why we left that room, and even when we left the room, Everyone was we were outside. in the hallway for another yeah. like 20 minutes, then we were outside for another 20 minutes, because people just didn't want to leave the relationships, because um, it was like palpable what God was doing in that room, and um, yeah, I just want to read something from Joel. Um, this is the, the, the woman at Temple U that brought us in. She said, we appreciated Ripe's performance at Temple so much. I was talking with some of the Young Life student leaders last night, asking them what they thought. They loved it and only had positive feedback, describing it as the best event of the entire year. They talked about what a discouraging couple of years it has been for them and how much last Wednesday encouraged them. They were encouraged by the performance and by seeing and hearing a little of what God is doing beyond Temple in Philly. One student mentioned an appreciation for your prayer beforehand and particularly your declaration, God, whether anyone shows up or not, we want to perform this for you. We were incredibly blessed. Thank you so, so much. It's pretty, pretty dope. Yeah, it's amazing. It's a good summary right there, you know? Like, I, you forget the season that Temple was in, right? With COVID and mm -hmm. like they had really strict rules. I mean, just like every university did, but... Yeah. It felt like a ghost town kind of on campus for a lot of them for a couple of years. And they're just going to classes and taking tests. And But the community aspect of what college is, right? Mm -hmm. University, unity and diversity. That's the heart of college experience is like learning from relationship. Yeah, And a lot of them missed that opportunity. And I think our night was kind of like a a night that, that maybe felt like college life again mm. for a day you know um which i think was really cool so yeah yeah 
Lord willing, we get to do it again with them, you know. But I also want to mention, um, you know, it was really cool because um, there's definitely a mix of people, you know. Um, and some students um, who attended, they weren't even aware of the event up until the day of, you know. Um, and that was really cool, you know, of some of the uh, Young Life students um, to just go out, you know, on campus and even in the building that we were in and, just uh, you know invite people that they saw around and then there's a couple people um, there's just one girl that ended up you know showing support to us like after um, and like following us on socials and she like and she told me that um, she just heard the music you know from from outside from the hallway yeah Yeah. (laughs) and she like came through and and you know it was really cool like um, just to see how even you know in the spur of the moment you know God can you know, even touch people who had no idea it was coming, you know? Yeah. I mean, it is such a hook, you know? Like, music is such a hook to just be able to pull somebody in that would have probably never in a million years walked down the hallway and went through the Bible study door. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's no, not an affront to the way that they lead their Bible study. It's actually awesome. Their Bible study is incredible. You yeah, learn a lot. Good. You have great conversation. You're building relationship. You know, we went twice, and it was great both times. Um, but there's some people that just because of their affront to Christianity, their affront to, you know, religion in general, they are not going to show up at the Bible study. But whenever they hear, man, that actually kind of sounds good. Who is that? They're willing to come in. And then they some of those barriers that they've built up, some of those lies they, that they've believed about Christian people or about whatever start to come down. And then they're willing to take a step to to build community and build relationship and end up in a Bible study in three weeks or whatever, you know? I mean, that's been our story. Like, a lot of places we go is like we're kind of a hook mm-hmm. for the ministry that's there year-round. And that's what I said to Rashid and Demir right away. Whenever they called and said, hey, we want to do a college show, I was like, we have to do it in a way where it matters beyond the night of the event. Yeah, absolutely. Like, let's do this in partnership with somebody rather than us show up, do an event, and then we're gone. And everybody we connected with, it doesn't really, we don't have a continual influence in their life. Who does have that continual influence? And so I just want to honor Joelle because she's the one who brought us in and she's the one who did the follow-up, right, and continue to build relationship with her students, which is the key, you know, to, to anything being successful, big picture, in terms of doing an event. Yeah, I agree 100%. Um you know, it's it's one thing, like, the idea of, like, going into college, university and throwing a dope show, yeah, that sounds great, but, you know, ultimately, you know, where's the impact? Yeah, what's, what's really dope is we get to kind of see that, you know, in, in different ways, you know, we could see it in real time the night of um, the, the music or the poetry or any of the art that we present, like, it can speak to people right there and then, but then when... Um, you know, as you mentioned, like with the follow up and follow through, you know, when it's when you're doing it with people that, you know, they can actually continue to bridge a gap, you know, uh, on a regular basis. You know, it really just um, I feel like it covers all the bases, you know, like because um, like you said earlier, like there's only so much that like, we can do, um, you know, as much as my heart would be to like want to stay connected with with everybody. There's only so many hours in a day in a week, you know. Um, so it's nice to be able to 
trust that we're working with people that, you know, have the ability and that's their life, their job, their ministry, you know, is to devote 20, 30, 40 hours a week to, you know, making sure that, you know, um, the people that we're partnering with, you know, they, they are being, you know, connected with, you know, prayed for, you know, called, checked up on all that good yep. stuff. Yep. Met with, discipled, given opportunities to lead, you know, all those yeah. things that we couldn't practically do day in and day out. You know, it just feels so right to me, like, that that we do things the way that we do things. Um, and it's not to say we, we shouldn't just show up places and throw events too, but Temple really felt like, let's do this in a way that matters um, beyond just the night. And I think... I believe, you know, if we did it again, we might change the night of the week um, because there was like a couple conflicts for other groups that like a couple people from those other groups came, but they were like, dang, like I wish everybody had come. Um, right. So it does sound like it's something that we could do again and then build off of and, and, and see it grow, um, which I think would be cool. So, Oh, yeah. We need to pack that John out, <laughs> you know. We talked to, didn't Joel mention at one point, uh, with the next one even trying to do it in a different spot that wasn't so limited by school's regulations because we were limited like we weren't able to bring in like snacks or outside food for anyone we had to go through a catering company from the school itself we couldn't set up chairs we couldn't move we couldn't move tables we couldn't move chairs we couldn't do anything yeah they i mean they really do have a lot of rules and i get it i get it i get it and i respect it it's just difficult for what we tried to do yeah she was actually talking about could we do it at a church which is like campus? a block away like it it was really close by right like and i was like well if people would come i said the only challenge with the church sometimes is students that have no affiliation with faith might not be willing to show up yeah. like we a girl who was in the hallway and hears it you know like i think there's value in that yeah. because you're kind of going after the one a little bit um, in a way that you can't if you make it like a obviously this is a church event you know um yeah i mean honestly that's part of my heart behind this too is like um you know i'm open to you know going to any schools that you know the lord allows us to but you know a big part of it is i don't want to just do christian campuses you know like i want to be able to go to places where maybe most of the people in the building aren't believers, you know, yeah. um, and just be able to show the love of Christ to them and, and just let God do the rest, you know what I mean? And just show them that there is a way, you know, to, to really connect with our, you know, ways that are honorable to God and that are really life-giving and freeing, you know, and, and true, experiencing true joy, you know, yep. um, without the worldliness aspect attached to it, you know. It's facts. Yeah, I mean, your music definitely cuts through, you know, a lot of different spaces. So I'm excited to to see how the Lord does that, how he knits, you know, those stories together and and creates opportunities for that kind of stuff to happen. Um, we're talking about one at uh, Penn State. So, you know, yes, it's possible at some, some point you might have an episode about that because it would have to happen first and then we do an episode, but... Um, good things are definitely coming for the that whole college side of ripe music, you know, getting into colleges and things. Um, but yeah, it was a great night. Uh, I just, yeah, remembered like the prayer time and, 
you know, that, that idea of like genuinely, if one person came, if no people came, what we do on stage doesn't change because we don't do it for the audience out there. We genuinely do it for an audience of one. Shout out to Carson Wentz. (laughs) Um, But, but that's really our heart. Like that's not, that's not lip service. That's not just something we say. Um, There will be other stories even on this podcast of, you know, audiences that were focused in a different direction, but we still did our thing and then God blessed it and used Mm -hmm. it tremendously because that's just who we are. Um, We, we aren't there to compare every experience to one another. We're there to be faithful to whatever God asked us to do. And if we can be faithful, we believe that God will bless that to make it fruitful. And I think for sure, Temple U was a fruitful experience. Yeah. Stay right. <laughs> oh, is that what you're doing? Trying to take my take my sign off, bro? <laughs> you're not allowed to do that. He's like, dude, I gotta go. Stay no, right. no, no. It's not even that. I just felt <laughs> if it felt right to say it, bro. Felt right it to felt say right it. to say it. Oh. Got, got him. Um, but yeah, I just want to commend you and Rashid for like communicating. We have an idea. We don't know how to pull it off, but we want to pull it off. We want to do college shows. And that's the point of right partnering with the artists and having ripe artists. We're all here to work together where one has an idea and doesn't know how to commit to it or, or complete it. We work together to get it out. Yeah. yeah, guys, it takes a village. It really does, you know. Um, and that's one thing I'm really thankful for is, you know, these guys and girls, like, they really have a heart for servitude, you know. Um, I think we all do really. Um you know, just seeing them excel, like, you know, in so many different areas, but also sacrificing so much, you know, to look out for, for us, you know, like that's the heart of, of our community. And um, it almost doesn't even make sense, you know, how generous everybody is towards each other. I don't think we were designed to be like that, <laughs> but through the Lord's kindness and, you know, love working within us, you know, we, we, we get to be blessed by that, you know, within our community. But then it's not just for us to hold within, you know, it's not a, it's not a secret, secret group. It's, it's meant for outpouring to everybody else, you know? Yep, for sure. And it's, it's in God's hands to see it grow, right? And the reality is even this podcast, the entire intent of this is like to say thank you to the people who already partner with us that have made Temple University show happen, Right, Because because mm-hmm. of the generosity of others, things like that can take place that wouldn't have been able to take place otherwise. And to say to people who stumble upon this episode because they're a fan of Top Mop Productions or a fan of Demir's music or you know, just have kind of heard about Ripe Creatives or Ripe Music or Ripe Worship or Creatives Philly or whatever, and they stumble upon this, that they hear an invitation, hey, will you partner with us as well? Because we want to continue this. We would love to not just continue, but grow and develop the things that God is doing um, and scale those things to be able to happen in bigger scales or just more often. The same thing, more often. Yeah. Um, You know, like if you have $20,000 set aside, you can go throw your own college tour Mm -hmm. where you do a bunch of college shows and you get to go do ministry through those and impact people but it all comes down to, to resources yeah. and you know we're just kind of in a place where we're like god we know this vision is worth investing in and worth you know supporting but you got to bring the increase right you got to bring the people to come and so yeah even when to just say if you're here and you know this has been an enjoyable experience of a of a podcast so far 
um, and you want to consider partnering with us, you can jump on our website at www.ripecreatives.com and consider uh, partnering with the team because it all goes to basically help us do things like like Temple University. So, I was gonna say, didn't um, didn't Joel mention like they had to like you know, I guess pull like you know money together for the event too, right? Like, yeah, well, yeah, it was actually a, don't campus uh, like student led. Uh, not organizations, but like ministries and things like that. I think they're given like a budget from the university that they can use, don't they? Sometimes. Yeah. But at that point, like you have to apply for that budget and then that budget has to be okayed and then be given. You know what I mean? So our event wasn't planned pre the year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was something that, that came up from their heart in November, December, and then we did it in March. So yeah. there wasn't like a budget, and they had and ended up having to invest money um, to cover like the renting the underground and paying the students gotcha. that. Yeah, I, I just thought I'd bring that up because you know, like, just another shout out to Joel, you know, for for going out of her way to you know making it happen. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, that was it was a blessing, and it was crazy because I remember the conversations with her. And she was like, I don't know anything about what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know if this is going to work. Um, maybe my students will show up. I'm not sure. And I was like, well, why don't we just come into Bible study and we find out? <laughs> you know, yeah. r- rather than it be like, I, I don't feel equipped to be the decision maker around something that is so far outside of my frame of reference. Right. We just kind of went. And th- just the generosity of access to her students that to me was the biggest thing. Yeah. Like I we're an outside commodity, we're not known. I mean, I met her once at Nessa's thing and she's like, "Okay, I guess I trust you enough you're going to bring some people in to my Bible study." Like that seems different, you know? And it's like, "Yeah, but this is who we are. We want to build a relationship. We don't just want it to be a show for a show's sake. Like even if it wasn't do a show, maybe it was just lead a Bible study sometime. That's fine if that's what they need, then that's what we would have done." Yeah, for but, sure. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It almost, from my experience doing a lot of these events, sometimes it almost makes people, like, scratch their head. Like, you can just see, like, they're almost, like, confused. Like, wait, like, these guys actually, you know, want to stay and hang out afterwards? Or, like, they actually get here early and want to actually connect with the the people that are there? They actually want to, you know, shake hands with, you know, the, the crew, you know, the production crew, you know, like... <laughs> it's, it's just funny to see you know like it's almost like they they have a guard up ready like oh like once it once the show's over you know all right time to pack it up and leave but that's just not what happens with with our events <laughs> yeah which is pretty dope yeah i mean that's where the best ministry happens is in the gaps you know post event the individual conversations i remember like right at the end freke showed up he drove all the way from delaware I felt so bad he walked in for like the last 10 minutes. Maybe not even. I don't even know if he saw it. He missed missed like all the actual performances. Yeah. But he drove like two hours or an hour and a half or maybe less. It would be about an hour and a half, I think. Hour and a half from Delaware, which is wild because you work with Freke now. I I had done one or two events with him previously uh, at Victory and then... We had already been in the talks, but then I was starting working there the following Sunday. And he didn't even know I was at Ripe, part of Ripe. Literally, I was standing on stage talking to Aunt G. And then Aaron comes up to me. He's like, hey, you know you know this guy, Fre- 
Freke? Yeah, Freke. And I was like, okay, yeah, I know him. And then I look over and he's there. I was like, what are you doing here? (laughs) And he had just seen it on like social media or something. Didn't even know I was a part of it. Didn't even know that I was there to come support it. And he came out just because he wanted to see what was up with it. Yeah. Yeah, and Freke has actually been connected. Like there's been conversations with Eversell. You know, I don't know whatever's going to pan out with that, but there's yeah. been like real connectivity there. And he's come out to at least one creative one creatives event. event, yeah. So I mean, it's just interesting how like all these things knit together to become, you know, what they are. And the other thing that was good was we rarely do this well, but that night we actually put out the community app, oh. and I gave away yes something a t-shirt. You gave, or away, you gave away a t-shirt to. I forget which person. I don't remember if it was the first person or if you... Tenth person or something. Yeah, something like that. But either way, we actually have an entire community thing of Temple University in our community app. Um, If you don't know what that is, it's like our tech service to beat the algorithm. Um, If you want to join that, by the way, 215-273-3540. There's an Easter egg on the cover art, if you can find it. (laughs) 215-273-3540. Cover art of the podcast, he means specifically. Thank you for that. Um, but if you text that time is right, we'll know that you want to get these podcast links. We might send them to you anyway, but <laughs> you know, we we might ask people to actually sign up if they want to get the podcast links. Y'all should tap in. These tap are really in. good. Bing, bang, boom. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, March 16th, 2022 is a beautiful night. And uh, hopefully the first of many. Hopefully the first of many. College, college tour. Never know. Right. Let's go. I uh, appreciate y'all. And uh, until next time, as always, stay right. Light breeze all on my skin. Clear skies make me want to sing, want to sing. Feeling good, I'm going to do my thing, do my thing. Smiling from the top, yeah, he's smiling, smiling. Smiling from the top, yeah, he's smiling down on us. Smiling from the top, yeah, he's smiling, smiling, smiling from the top, yeah, he's smiling.